Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. One of the most impossible songs to sit still to. I just, I can't see it. There are certain songs that your body cannot stay still when they come on, and this is certainly one of them. Yeah, I mean, immediately we both started to move on beat. Yeah, you can. And we let that play for a little bit. Fiddy gave us an eye roll. He said, this is not a good song. What would you say? Don't ever, Fiddy. Don't you ever. Uh, Don't you ever. I said this beat was trash. Don't you ever. I'm not feeling this slim. You're not invested. Do better. Put more root songs in your. In no, your you're not invested enough in the culture to say that a, <laughs> a, a classic like Treat 'Em Right is trash. This and It Takes mm-hmm. Two, man. That's got to be go, the two go. that just when they come on, there's no. Well, I'll say this with with I think Treat 'Em Right. That's the one that gets me moving a lot more. Uh-huh. But I can't not rap. Excuse me, goodness gracious, I'm getting choked up you talking about burp? it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I almost choked. But I can't not rap when It Takes Two comes on. Like, that's yeah. one. That's a verse that I have to go with immediately where that song that just played, I have to dance. Is that fair? Yeah. Like Did I, you ever hit a Snoop Dogg flip of uh, It Takes Two? Yes. I want to rap. Yes, oh, it is. Right. Real quickly, we were talking about this This is not a strip club. That's Willie P's specialty. I, I might have the club specialty, though, at least a little bit. So I was down in Miami, mm-hmm. and you know how sometimes people will gather around when somebody's killing it? Mm-hmm. Whether you're dancing, whether you're singing, well, the DJ brought on It Takes Two. And you better believe Drunk Walker was out there on the dance floor <laughs> letting that thing sing to the rooftop. Yeah, man. And so the DJ was feeling it. Everybody gathers around. It was the first time that I really felt like the star of the show for about a minute and a half while I went through that first verse. And it was one of the uh, better moments of my clubbing career. Yeah, it is impossible. But you know what else takes two? What's that, Wes? To sign free agents. That is two. two. That is Definitely true. Does. Let me start out by already saying, let me, uh, this, this might not be foul line worthy, but just more reasons for me and Fiddy to despise Aaron Rodgers. He's already trying to dictate to the Jets who he wants them to sign. He's talking about Lazard and Odell. and Well, real quick, can, we don't bring the foul line out enough. Yeah. Can, can we, do you have enough Let's passion go. for the foul line? Sweet. Fired up. Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. They'll look at this to see whether this is a flagrant. Mm, that, that was scary. I don't, even, I don't even know if I want to see that again. You've got to think that's going to be a flagrant. The question is, is it a one or a two? <laughs> Listen, Aaron Rodgers, it's time for you once again to get this trip to the foul line and get this smoke on the mic. You know what I'm saying? I'm so tired of this guy. He hadn't won a doggone thing and forever, since he won that Super Bowl eons ago, all he does is get bounced from the playoffs and make excuses. Now he wants to go to the Jets. He's trying to determine, do I want this $60 million from the Jets or do I want to retire? I'm so tired of this dude because all Jets fans are going to get is what everybody else got, is a quick early exit and questions to be answered. Then to my man Garrett Wilson, that comes out, balls out, offensive rookie of the year, 83 catches, 1,100 yards, four touchdowns, not once does Aaron Rodgers say, oh, man, I'd love to play with that kid. Oh, man, I, I don't need much else because I've got Garrett Wilson and then young Elijah Moore, and then they can get some other guys. But, no, he wants to go out. I want Lazard. I want Odell Beckham. I want Randall Cobb. Man, get the hell out of here. I'm so tired of Aaron Rodgers just taking all 
his time as if he has Tom Brady-type rings on his fingers. He has one ring and then this boogeyman reputation that I still don't understand to this day. Stephen A. Smith still sitting up there calling him a bad man. For what? What has he done? What's bad about Aaron Rodgers? Somebody please tell me. Because all I know is is, is first or second round playoff exits, questions, finger pointing from a bleep hole quarterback. Okay? (laughs) I can't stand him. I can't wait for him to go to the New York Jets and flounder with that $60 million in his pocket and then probably retire early after next year after he gets smashed in the playoffs. I'm tired of it, man. Garrett Wilson deserves better treatment from a star quarterback. This is a young star on the rise, and Aaron Rodgers wants 16 receivers to come eat off of his plate next year. Man, get him out of here. All right, that's a great rant. That was an excellent use of just going Fred Van Vliet and taking the fine. That was excellent And leads us right into our free agent discussion. All right. Yeah, I love it, man. It's tiring to go to the foul line. Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. Top three free agent signings of yesterday. We saw a lot of Skrilla being thrown out yesterday. So we're going to talk about our top three biggest free agent moves overall. And for me, starting it out, you already know where I'm going with this. I I was dancing about it in the studios yesterday. The Niners picking up Javon Hargrave, one of the nastiest three techniques in all of football. He registered 11 sacks for the Eagles last year. Pro Bowl season for him. Monstrous pickup for the Niners and that top-rated defense to go beside Nicky Bosa and Eric Armstead, okay? And so I'm excited about that. Drake Jackson on the other side. The young rookie will continue to develop, but this is just a sick signing. If they can stay healthy with those four guys, that's going to be one heck of a defensive line. My number two signing, you know I'm a big Tremaine Edmonds guy. I've been a fan of his since he was at Virginia Tech covering him for the ACCDN that you can watch all kinds of cool content. We actually have NFL draft tapes coming out. We put out a tape for Trenton Simpson today at the ACCDN on all platforms, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. Four years, $72 million with the Chicago Bears. I mean, does this guy not strike you as a monster of the midway? I mean, 6'5", 250, 4-4 running linebacker, not quite Erlacher, but just still those physically freakish uh, skills out there in that snow and that cold, and you know that's not going to be a problem for him because he came from Buffalo. And then my number three signing was very, very early in the process. The guy that Walker loves to hate, Derek Carr, going to New Orleans, four years, 150 million to Mr. Carr. I like what he's going to bring down there to the boot. Now, he doesn't have the greatest head coach, but fortunately, he is a grizzled vet that he has seen a lot of dysfunction in his day. So I don't think that Dennis Allen not being the greatest of head coaches is going to affect him much, and I think he's going to have an impact down there in the Bayou. So before we move on to my top three moves that happened, I did want to go to the Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. People a fan of your foul line appearance. People right, saying, boys. preach, Possum Brian, preach, <laughs> with about five different exclamation points. Uh, 704 said, tell them with the laughing emoji. Granny yeah, Pat man. was a fan. Wes, now that was a fire rant. I can't stand him either. I've always thought he was... Granny Pip. Pat loves when I, I get fired up. Yeah, I don't know what this last uh, abbreviation is. But, yes, she does love when you get fired up. And I think everybody else does as well. So my top three moves, I can't even hate on you, Wes. Like, Hargrave is a big-time move. The, the fact that you had the defensive lineman that has been fantastic up front, and you bring that, you use that as 
you continue that to be a strength, I should say, right? Yeah. Like one of the weaker things about their defense was Javon Kinlaw. You yeah. know, it's like their it defense is clearly the best. Yeah. And they just went out and they got a defensive tackle where that might be one of the weaker points on your defensive line. Yeah. And they spent as much money as anybody yeah. to go. Did you see DeForest Buckner was a little salty about that? Well, you know. He was my guy, too, But DeForest is awesome with Indianapolis. But it was different circumstances then because then they thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be the future. They couldn't afford to pay right. uh, a guy that. But go ahead. And no, it is. I understand why Buckner might be, you know, might be frustrated. But right. And he's still really good with the Colts. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go with a couple of different directions. Okay. So it, it says biggest free agent moves. It doesn't necessarily mean best. Okay. And the reason I want to emphasize that, because Kansas City – pay Jawan Taylor mm. a whole lot of money yes. to be there what we anticipate to be their left tackle. Mm-hmm. Jawan Taylor has been a right tackle in Jacksonville. He played left tackle at Florida, and it took a little while for Jawan Taylor to cook over there on the offensive line. Now, eventually, he did a really good job, yeah. but it took a little while. And so, if you're Kansas City, you let Orlando Brown walk because apparently he wanted you know just a ridiculous amount of money. All right, fair. You let him walk. But that offensive line was fantastic this season. Number one in pass block win rate. Mm-hmm. So now you have to replace that. So now you're switching a right tackle to the left side. And that's a big time investment. Look, and I, I think I saw you know, a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think I saw Billy Marshall tweet this out. And I agree, like Andy Reid, Kansas City, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. But switching him, I mean, that's a big time move for somebody that was a strength on your blind side, protecting the best quarterback in the game. So anyways, just if we go with biggest, Jawan Taylor going to Kansas City is huge. And then I'll talk about your Demon Deacon. Jesse Bates going to Atlanta. Jesse B. Just as far, I don't know how much of a move this is going to make them a playoff contender or anything like that. There's a lot of holes to fill, but he's awesome. And so Jesse Bates making, I think, $16 million, if I'm not mistaken, is the amount. I need to look that up just to be sure. But Jesse Bates getting a big old contract to move on from Cincinnati. Not only is that a big move for Atlanta, but one of the reasons that Cincinnati was still good, not only is their offense fantastic, but defensively, Jesse Bates was great. Von Bell really helped them out. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about Lou uh, Anarumo, I believe is his, uh, is his name, the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He was kind of the guy that would slow Pat Mahomes a little bit. Well, part of that reason is because you do have some good safeties. You lose both of them. So I go with Jesse Bates because not only is it a division move, now he's here in the NFC South, but the Bengals, an AFC threat every single year, now you lose both of those guys on the back end. Big time move. Well, you see them now, they're, they're, they're clearing the space. For those weapons, you see the Joe Burrow contract mm-hmm. on the horizon with moves like this. And also there's been talks of are they going to trade T Higgins or what are they going to do? Well, it looks like they're going to keep him and give him a bag. And so we're going to see if this is going to pay off because in the AFC, you need defense, too. Like you can't just, you know, that's why I think younger guys, especially like the Chargers, having a Justin Herbert on that rookie money is so beneficial. Because when you're playing the Kansas Cities and the Chargers and a lot of these teams and, and Trevor Lawrence is on the come up, you got to have defense. So it's going to be Cincinnati looks like they're going to take the route of they're going to try to outscore you. They're going to pay these two receivers a lot of money. They're going to pay Joe Burrow a huge contract. 
and let the chips fall. Well, last thing, I know this is not a Bengals market, but I think that team is fascinating with all the decisions that they have to make, and it hits yeah. them right in the face because contracts are up, whether it's Jamar Chase, whether it's T. Higgins, and they tried so hard to fix the offensive line, and while it was better, it still was not good this past season. So do you want to be a team that spends big money to protect your first overall pick investment in Joe Burrow? Yeah. Well, now the money's a little bit dry because Burrow's got to get paid a big old deal. Big Chase, deal. T. Higgins, now you got to worry about the defense. Cincinnati, oh man, like Joe Mixon is going to move on. You have to. Like, that's just how it's going to happen. But yeah. then you eat running back, right? Like it's they've got a lot of Chase is going to get an ungodly contract, and I, I'd I'd pay him. Still up. Jamar Chase is insane. Maybe not T Higgins in both. Like I get that argument. I'm paying Jamar <laughs> Chase though. I'm paying Jamar Chase. All right. Well, when we come back, Nada Edwards, producer of the Ion College Basketball Podcast, we're going to talk some March Madness, folks. It starts tonight. Are you excited? On the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. today man who came up with these songs Woo! playing some chub rock and then going into jada and yeah. wes says I don't, i'm not down with the culture that's right <laughs> <laughs> i say you weren't invested enough in the culture to diss chub rock i mean oh. you keep you can't diss chub rock but at least i saw you grooving when this came on i i actually am very proud of myself because as soon as we put some new music in here we have been dancing like fools in here at the planet kia studios somebody i know that also appreciates a little new york flavor with their rap it's one Nada Edwards, the producer of Ion College Basketball Podcast, formerly an OG member of the Lockdown Hornets podcast as well. Nada, are you feeling uh, feeling the music? Does that get you ready for tournament time? It doesn't get me ready for tournament time, but in terms of like walkout music for me, pretty A plus, man. Yeah, A plus. They do not pay you enough to do what you do, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fiddy, Fiddy wants you on every single hour. I would say every day, but now if you're free, when you're not producing the podcast, he's going to want to bring you on every single hour so you can continue to be his agent and try to get more money out here for producers everywhere. It's not Edwards joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I wanted to talk about North Carolina a little bit. I know we tweeted kind of back and forth about guys that could come back, but First, I wanted to discuss the decline of the NIT invitation, right? So this is a team that looked like they were going through it all year. It did not go as expected when they were preseason number one and they created the whole Sports Illustrated cover and all of that. Uh, Nada, do you have a problem with them not accepting the NIT invitation? This is Carolina. I don't have a problem. Carolina has been about banners since I was like knee-high to a grasshopper. So if we're talking (laughs) about a program that was legitimately just talking about 
we're going to win it all. We're number one. We're this, we're that. And if you do all that and don't accept an NIT invitation, I mean, I kind of get it. More importantly, the problems that we know are in that locker room and are in that basketball program aren't going to be fixed with two practices, playing guys that didn't play, and then getting run out of the gym by some team that we don't really know or care about at this point. So I'm completely fine with not competing in the NIT. I think a lot of it is kind of couched in the fact that a lot of folks really didn't want Hubert Davis here. And now that they feel a little bit emboldened by falling by Carolina falling flat on his face. Like I get all of that. I just don't think like the NIT is really that big of a deal at the end of the day. All right. So we agree on that. One thing we, we kind of disagree on, at least with what we were talking about on Twitter. I think if I was Carolina, I would welcome back RJ Davis and Armando if they wanted to. I want Caleb Love for his own benefit to not have to undergo all the scrutiny thrown his way because of the season he had. I think it would be best for both sides there to move on from one another. You're kind of saying clean the slate, right, Nada? Why so if that is the case? Because at some point you have to get rid of everything that was Roy Williams related at some point. you have Hubert Davis has to stand on his own, too. He has to build his own program. He's got to put his own imprint on the Carolina program. More importantly, how are you, how much are you going to ask Jalen Washington to wait if Armando Baycott's there? If R.J. Davis is there, is the sole guy that comes back, I kind of understand. But at this point, like, this class, the Armando Baycott, the R.J. Davis, the Caleb Love, and we'll throw Leaky Black in there, they've retired two Hall of Fame coaches, Coach K <laughs> and Roy Williams. <sighs> I mean, it might be time for this to be done right now. Not a West Bryant here. And so turning the page to the Duke Blue Devils as they enter into this tournament, 26-8, and nine-game winning streak. How strong do you feel uh, about this Duke squad and the bracket that they're in? I don't love that. Like, Wes, I love their matchups. I think if they get by, again, they get by Oral Roberts and Matt Basement. I think they're a Final Four team. I like what they do defensively. They have multiple bigs that can move their feet on the outside in the pick and roll. Derek Lively changes a lot for this team. This team is one of those teams that can defensively tell tell the other team, okay, you're not going to play with your, your strongest asset. You're going to have to basically fight left-handed. And we'll see how many teams actually have that counterpunch. But in college basketball, I'm not sure there are that many that can actually do it. I love this team. I thought they kind of got – Underseeded per se, and with the tournament tournament committee essentially saying winning the ACC tournament didn't matter. I I, I, I kind of felt that they were wrong in that. They should have been a three seed instead. They're a five seed. Then you look at their star, Kyle Filipowski, ACC tournament MVP. He averaged around twenty points, shot sixty six percent from the field. That was the best in the ACC tournament. Does this have a chance or does this give him the opportunity to really vault himself up in the eyes uh, of NBA scouts, put him high in that first round if he can have a monster tournament and lead Duke far into the tournament, if not to a championship? I think, honestly, Wes, I think he's top 20 no matter what he does. But a Final Four run? And I think we're talking probably in that 10 to to 13, 10 to 14, 10 to 15 range because – Kyle Filipowski, as a seven-footer, can just do it all. He can put he can put it on the on the floor. He can shoot it. He can defend for his position pretty well. He rebounds 
incredibly well for his position. I think he's going to be one of those guys that when you see a Laurie Markkinen out in Utah, that you, you, some scout is going to say, I can turn him into that, and I can see him being a late lottery pick in this draft because, as we know, like this is a loaded draft. It's top two rotation heavy in this draft. I think, done right, Kyle Filipowski can show he can be a top two rotation guy in this draft, and, and he'll be drafted as such. NC State taking on Creighton. NC State sitting there at that 11 seed. How dangerous is this Wolfpack team, and how far can you see them going? I like them. Like, I like them against. I, I kind of think there are two. I think they're a Sweet 16 team. Mm. I, I love DJ Burns. I don't think that Creighton. I'll be honest. Creighton is a little bit overseeded for me. I think when we talk about teams that can do some things. I like Darquell Joyner. I love Terquavion Smith. Well, the Terquavion Smith that actually hits shots. The non-Terquavion that doesn't hit shots cannot isn't very useful as a player. But in terms of what they are, that, that NC State team can be a Sweet 16 team. I don't think they're going to get to the Elite Eight. Not They're not an Elite Eight Final Four team, but I think they can make some noise, and I think they can cause a... a, a uh, set off a grenade or two in your bracket if you don't pick them. Nada Edwards of the Ion College Basketball Podcast produces for him, joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. All right, Nada, I need you to call me out of my ACC bias, if indeed necessary. My, I, like, I don't have Miami beating Houston in, in that bracket, but I do have them moving on in a potential matchup with Indiana. Now, I know we have um, an uncertainty about the status of Ormir, but I just like the guard. So let me let me pose it to you this way. Is it ACC bias that has me Miami uh, going for them in the Sweet 16, or is it legitimate faith in their guards, and rightfully so? I actually, for once, I wanted to call you an uncultured savage on this one. Right. I can't. I I love the matchup from Miami. I think that if Norchad O'Meara is going to be healthy, this is a Final Four team. This is a team that can win their bracket from the five spot. I don't. I'm not as enamored with Houston as everybody else. I know the metric. I know the analytics love them. I know the metrics love them. But if Marcus Sasser isn't healthy, I think Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong and Omir and Justin Miller. I think those guys are going to be good enough to at least get you to the Elite Eight, if not the Final Four. I don't think it's ACC bias there. If we want to talk about ACC bias in some other teams that may not make it as far as we think. I think we might have to look at the good folks in uh, Charlottesville. Well, is it the strength of schedule thing for Houston, Nada, that has you a little bit more out on Houston? No, it's not a strength of schedule thing. I think they're good. I just think that what Miami provides them, what is specifically matchup, like what Miami provides them is one of those things where I think they can just go shot for shot with a team like Houston if Omir is healthy. And I love Jarris Walker and everybody up in Houston, but it's just, if Sasser's not healthy, I don't think we're getting the team that we seem to think that everybody's going to get from Houston. And that's why I kind of am worried about them coming out of the bracket. And then, Nada, going back to the Blue Devils, besides uh, Kyle Filipowski, who do you think is the player that will be most responsible for helping them uh, go on a championship run? Tyrese Proctor. Tyrus Proctor. Um, I think with him, it's a game by game. Uh, it's either feast or famine with him. 
bust the baseline for a guy like Tyrese Proctor, especially when we see he had a really, 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 really strong ACC tournament. I think he's the guy. If he can provide just enough point guard play to make sure that Jeremy Roach plays off ball and provides the defensive capabilities that he has, I think he's the guy that swings this to whether or not they win an NCAA championship or even go to the Final Four. I think Tyrese Proctor, who also has some stuff to prove in terms of being an NBA point guard and proving that he is indeed a first-round selection, I think he's the guy that works perfectly because he doesn't want to be the next Trevor, Trevor Keels where had a decent run and then ends up on a two-way with the Knicks drafted in the 40s. So I think it's got to be a Tyrese Proctor there. Producer of the Ion College Basketball Pod, Nada Edwards, joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Um, I think I saw you tweet this. You like Alabama's draw here, right? Is the number one overall seed? I like them to get to the uh, – of all the one seeds, I love Alabama's draw. I think Alabama plays the game sort of like in an NBA fashion and plays it that no other team can really play it or can play it against them until they get to that Elite Eight, Final Four type level. I think Arizona may give them a hint of trouble if they get that far. But if you're telling me it's Baylor that they see or even an NC State if they get that far, I'm not sure I see too much opposition in Alabama's way. It's just a matter of them making shots. And they've done it more often than not at this point. All right, I've been giving you a couple of either-or questions. This one's going to be no different. We've talked about NC State, Terquavion Smith. We've talked about Duke and Kyle Filipowski. On the Lockdown Hornets pod, not you may have heard of it, we were talking about some of the later ACC prospects that Charlotte could be selecting in the first round. Well, a couple mocks. They had one going with Terquavion. They had one going with Kyle Filipowski. So if you are Mitch Kupchak, which selection do you like more? Which one are you making if both of those guys are on the table and you have to choose one? It's Filipowski. If, if Filipowski drops to that Denver pick, you absolutely draft him. I like Terquavion Smith. I think the Hornets, if they're not drafting Victor, are probably drafting a wing there. You're probably going to get a Filipowski. Like, Filipowski provides so many different things. He's like if Frank Kaminsky was actually going to be a good NBA player. <laughs> That's how much I believe in Kyle Filipowski. So it's got to be Filipowski for me. I think he, pro- he would provide at least that nice little switch between four or five and maybe pushes a JT Thor either to be better or to be off the roster by the summer. All right. Last one for me, just uh, let's open up the field a little bit more as far as the draft prospects are concerned. We just talked about Jarris Walker, uh, Keontae George at a Baylor is someone interesting to watch. Is it one of those guys that you think people should be paying attention to if they're a Charlotte Hornets fan? Is there somebody else who are the prospects that come to mind? Keontae George is actually the first one that comes to mind for me. I mean, he is Bradley Beal Redux, but he plays a little bit better defense. He cares a little bit more about the little things on the, on the floor. And obviously, son of Devin George, so he has a little bit of the NBA nuance down pat. Nick Smith Jr. and Anthony Black out of um, Arkansas are another set of players that I would highly, per, highly just pay attention to because both of those guys are going to be lottery guys. Nick Smith obviously has the issues with the knees, but more importantly, he can fill it up, and he looks like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be didn't do much, didn't do too too much in, in college, but will explode on the NBA team because his game is pro ready. Anthony Black might be the next Tyrese Halliburton where we sleep on him, and he ends up being this awesome NBA point guard that ends up 
being a nice running mate to LaMelo if the Hornets obviously do not win, do not get the number one pick. And then one more guy, ironically, from Illinois, Terrence Shannon, a very, very dynamite scoring wing out play, playing for Illinois. So basically I'm telling Hornets fans, watch the 8-9 game between Arkansas and Illinois. What, maybe you get a player from that. Maybe it gives you a little bit more excitement about this draft outside of Victor Wembanyama and Scoop Anderson at this point. Great stuff from Nada Edwards. I expected no different from the producer of the Ion College Basketball Pod. They're doing big things. He left Lockdown Hornets for a reason. They're on TV now. That's what Nada is doing. He's a TV star alongside Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish. But I'm glad we brought him back to radio for a little bit. And remember, the advice that Nada always provides is that it can always get worse. That is the advice that Nada provided to me and every other Charlotte Hornet fan out there. Nada, we appreciate it, man. Thanks again. Like Walker, you can't be talking too nice about me because I might think things will actually end up right and I might start feeling too good about myself and who knows what happens. <laughs> well, you'll just call me an uncultured savage again. You're just going to find ways to insult me. That's okay. But that's, you know what? Despite that, You're I'll right, still bring you up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Not Edwards, man. Seriously, do go check out the Ion College Basketball Pod. They're doing great stuff. Fantastic analysis, even with some of the tough subjects to talk about, even Alabama. Great opinions on all of that front, especially with the prospect talk there. Really cool to see who the Charlotte Hornets could be taking within the top 10. He joined us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Fiddy does his last flash from the Planet Kia Studios. What you got for us, Fiddy? <laughs> I've got, let me hit that again. That was just like a horn. Yeah. That was like, that was like a I've got horn. breaking news in the National Football League. When the Giants decided to overpay Daniel Jones, they knew they had to go get him some weapons to justify making him an over, a overpaid quarter uh, quarterback. They did that. They traded for Raiders tight end Darren Waller. And all they gave up was the number 100 pick in this year's NFL draft. A third-round pick got him a, a pass-catching threat in the uh, in the National Football League from that tight end position. This is a position we've talked about here yeah. in Carolina needed yep. to be upgraded. With that, the compensation we know about should have old Scott Daddy Fitty been on the phone trying to get that guy <laughs> here in Carolina. Scott Daddy Fitty is one that I've not heard you call him before. But yeah, this is one that you should have been inquiring about. Now, the only thing about Darren Waller, the dude does miss a ton yes, of football games. So I could understand why the price might come down a little bit. I don't know about the contract for Waller, too. I know we're getting our research team on that. So it might be high as well. At the same time, it would fill a position of need. It would be a great weapon. In, as long as he's on the football field, like part of me understands why they would not have inquired as much. But at the same time, if he is on the field, yeah, man, that guy is as dynamite as you can possibly get at that position at tight end outside of maybe George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. So kind of interesting to see how the Giants were able to pull that off. And he's marrying Kelsey Plum in Las Vegas this weekend. How about that? I uh, did not know they were dating. Bring the celebrities to Charlotte. Honestly, <laughs> that makes me want to trade the third round pick to go get him. Yeah, I mean, in the last two season 17 games played last year only 28 catches for 388 yards yeah. and then when you talk about the dollars uh coming up for 2023 he has a base salary of 11 million so not too bad not if you awful. can get a healthy uh darren wallen he's under contract until 2026 
Uh, and that number yeah. peaks at about 13.5 million. So, uh, not too bad, like I said, if you get the healthy uh, Darren Waller. But this is a, a big move for the Giants, a team that seems to be coming up. Uh, I don't know if 50 threw up in the back or what when this move was made. <laughs> that right. was the main reason I showed it to you, not to uh, add this into the flash, but just, you know, yeah, to show you news. that a team in your division is making moves. Yeah, yeah, their quarterback is Daniel Jones. I ain't scared. And their coach is like a fat-ass blueberry on the sidelines. I ain't worried. Oh, well, if a blueberry has that mind, I'll take him. I mean, you, you, you can't. You're, you're saying the QB is not good, but they get to the playoffs with that QB. He may look like a And win a game in yeah. the playoffs with that QB. He, he beat Kirk Cousins. On the road. He beat Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'll take that blueberry on the sideline any day of the week. It's Wes and Walker. One more segment to go. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Letting this ride on a Tuesday. Wesson Walker, thanks for joining us. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Big shout to Nada, who we just got off the phone with. You can catch his interview on our website, WFNZ.com. And big shout to Mike Golick Jr., who joined us at 1220, talking about not only the Panthers trading up to number one, but also giving us some ice cream advice. Ben and Jerry's is my favorite, but he said to try Grater's, I believe. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, I think that's like an Ohio brand. That's what he was like saying, that. but I don't think I've ever tried it. But I'm always down to try a new brand of ice cream. I, ha- I have had greater value, but never greater. Yeah, I don't think he meant that. I don't think greater value is the one. <laughs> is that That's Walmart. Great value is Walmart, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you, Have you ever had Turkey Hill? Yeah. I've had it before. I have. Also, just a horrible name for an ice cream. <laughs> Why would you name your ice cream Turkey Hill? Because now all I want is a sandwich, and I don't want ice cream. Or turkey-flavored ice cream. Yeah, why, which is exactly what's going in your milkshake no, and cookout. No, that backfired. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a Cajun chicken tray, except we're going to put it in a milkshake cup, and you got to drink it. Oh, God. Somebody wrote in, how about ranch-flavored ice cream? Could Ooh. we just go ahead and put that in your milkshake? They're, they're coming out with it. Is that? That's not true. I think I saw two... Yeah, I'm Mac and Ben were talking about it this morning. Mustard or ketchup flavor ice cream before, too. You're telling me that the world is giving us an absolute heinous ice cream flavor at the time we are looking for heinous ice cream flavors to put in Fitty's milkshake? And they actually created one with it being ranch ice cream? Oh, man, Fitty. No. We've got our wild card ingredient, buddy. <laughs> that's That's going straight in there. Look at they're making it. I guess it can't be too bad. I mean, it's not Cookout that's making it. It's some ice cream company. So mm-hmm. you're going to have a hard time getting it in my in my Cookout milkshake. Now now the question is, do we wait for that to drop no. and then put that into the milkshake? That's what I want to know. Are you still looking at a bracket challenge? 
How's our bracket challenge doing? Oh, it's great. We got a ton of people in there, but that's not what I was. Thinking. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we were doing because there's but been that is an awful flavor of ice cream. <laughs> no, it is. I'm up to speed. No, it is. No, I was asking if you were doing the the bracket challenge. I know that you have been getting the people right on that. You can go on ESPN.com. Oh, it's getting full. We got a ton of people. Do we really? Yeah. Wes and Walker. No Excellent. Plan. Yep. Keep going. Wes and Walker. You can follow us on Twitter. We actually put. A, a link to the bracket challenge there, Wes Ampersand Walker. That's yeah, what you're being. I, I would estimate probably at this point about 20, 25 people. Okay, awesome. Awesome stuff. Again, Wes and Walker, you can go join the bracket challenge. We're going to try to find some form of prize to give to the winner here. We cannot make any promises, but what we can promise is that you do not have to pay any money to enter this bracket challenge again, Wes and Walker. All right, Fitty, what you got for us on this day in sports history? Keeping with the NCAA tournament themes on this day, in 1981, a date that which would define March Madness in the second round of the men's tournament featured three upsets as St. Joseph's stunned uh, stun number one DePaul. DePaul was ranked number one in the country at one point. 49-48 to 48 on John Smith's layup with two seconds to go. Also, Arkansas knocked off Louisville 74-73 on a half-court shot that beat the buzzer. And then Rolando Blackman of Kansas State hit a fadeaway shot from the corner with two seconds left for a 50-48 to 48 win over number two ranked Oregon State. <laughs> we, have what? So, we have so many teams that are not there anymore, although Kansas State's playing good basketball. They're a three seed this year, so I guess that counts for something. DePaul in the 80s, Wes, who would have been a part? Like, I can think of Rod Strickland. That's my DePaul answer as far as any professional basketball player. Didn't, didn't George Mikan, like in the 40s, go to, go to DePaul? Am I mistaken on that? I don't know. I'm trying to Richardson think. went to DePaul, right? He did. That's he did. the only really? DePaul guy that I know. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been in the 80s, man. So yeah. I'm trying to think of who would have come out of the 80s at DePaul. We'll and, have to get a research team on it. And then lastly, on this day in 1996, Princeton upset defending national champion 43-41 to in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Gabe Luella scored on a backdoor layup off a bounce pass from Steve Goodrich with four seconds left. Here's what it sounded like on that beautiful day. Normally Goodrich can come and get it. You know they're going to try to run a backdoor play if they can get it. Under 10. Great call. Do you hyped now? You ready for tonight's games to lead us off here? Yeah. <sighs> this is why I don't leave my, my house all basketball season long is uh, for the next three weeks where I also don't leave my house. Or you can go to Carolina Alehouse at some point as well if you're not running the show. And then you can join us out there on Thursday for the first games taking place in the round of 64 at Carolina Alehouse over there close to Concord Mills. And by the way, thank you to everyone. Mark Aguirre, of course. Everybody's yeah, writing we, in Mark Aguirre that played for DePaul. Too. Yeah, so go Mark ahead. Aguirre, Terry Cummings, and one. Hornets assistant coach Tyrone Corbin. Oh, yes, Tyrone Corbin. We talked to him, a friend of the show, Tyrone Corbin. Yeah, Mark Aguirre, like Isaiah Thomas's best friend, eventually... 
The Pistons traded for him. Poor guy. Got him away from Dallas, I know. That's exactly right. But yes, big shout to Mark Aguirre, an excellent reference here, and thanks to everybody for writing into the show about his presence on that DePaul team. Again, make sure you check out our bracket challenge by going to ESPN.com and then searching Wes and Walker. It's not A-N-D. It is actually the ampersand. So just type that in the middle. You should be able to find it. It is for free. And then we'll try to think of some prizes to help everybody out. You have a couple of days to do so, of course, before the round of 64 starts on Thursday. And we'll be out at the Carolina Alehouse for those games. That'll do it for Wes and Walker. Thanks for joining us. We'll pass the baton off to the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.